0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 726. Today, we are looking at Saw Gerrera, the character announced from Rogue One, a Star Wars story, who has a previous history with Star Wars viewers of the Clone Wars animated cartoon series. We're going to dig into his history and what his arrival means for the Star Wars universe in Rogue One. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven minute podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and Leland Chi is, of course, part of the Lucasfilm Story Group and is Holocron Keeper on Twitter because he is the guy who is keeping the official Star Wars canon Holocron database of information, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Anyway, he tweeted out that the character of Saw Gerrera is not the first animated character to make the jump to live action. So that's actually misreported by Entertainment Weekly. They claim he was the first one to be jumping, but he is not. In fact, you have to go all the way back to 1978 to find the first character who made the jump from animation to live action. And that would be none other than Boba Fett in his infamous appearance in the Star Wars Holiday Special. And I guess it's appropriate that... It would be infamous for that character, who then, of course, appears in The Empire Strikes Back for the first time in live action. And the other character who appears in animation form in the first time and then jumps to live action is General Grievous, who appeared in that series of short Clone Wars cartoons by Gennady Tart- Tartakovsky, excuse me, who had done Dexter's Laboratory and a bunch of other cartoons for Cartoon Network and Grievous appeared in that short episode series of Clone Wars cartoons before he showed up in Revenge of the Sith in 2005. So now we have Saw Gerrera, who showed up in Season 5 of Star Wars The Clone Wars. That is not a season that we've reached yet. We've got a while to go with the Clone Wars briefing episodes that we've done, so I thought I would give you some background information about him from the Star Wars databank. Here's what they have to say about him. He was a loyal follower of King Ramses Dendup, the benevolent monarch of Onderon, O-N-D-E-R-O-N, and if I'm pronouncing those incorrectly, my apologies. ...who attempted to keep his world apart from the tensions of the Clone Wars... ...Saw believed firmly in independence and did not want to see his planet thrust into galactic warfare... But Dendup was ousted by King Sanjay Rash, who committed the world to the Separatist cause. Saw was one of the fervent young loyalists who refused to acknowledge Rash's rule and openly rebelled against the crown. He and his sister Steela were cast out of the walled city of Aiziz, I-Z-I-Z, and forced to live in ruins amid the jungles of Onderon, but formed a rebellion. Now, I didn't go digging into his actual story arc to find out what his experience is and all that, but what Entertainment Weekly says, because they don't actually reveal it either, is that he is willing to make horrific sacrifices in order to gain his ultimate victory. I don't know about you, but that feels like it doesn't bode well for his sister in this rebellion, but I digress. Anyway, so now he is extreme to the point where he is not actually part of the rebellion per se. He is a part of the team that is going to help this whole situation, but he's so extreme that the rebellion itself is not really sure that they want to be a part of whatever he's doing for all intents and purposes. So this is some of what we get from the Entertainment Weekly article. They say that his brutal tactics unsettle the rebellion, for a start. The article also says that he is mistrustful of any authority except his own, and that he's so extreme that the other guys aren't sure that he is really a good guy. And they also say that... He is a battered veteran who leads a band of rebel extremists, so maybe he's not the only person who is in this extreme category. The EW story also says that there's really never been any peacetime for him, that he's more battle-hardened with the years and maybe a little shell-shocked. He's continued to fight, and as he suggested in the trailer, he has become something, and it's not quite a hero. Rather, he's a man who has tried to do the right thing by occasionally doing questionable things. And Kathleen Kennedy says that Saw is part of the Rebel Squad or an ally to the Rebel Squad in Rogue One, but he's not really one of them. He's off on his own. And this is revealing about the overall idea of Rogue One and about the Rebel Alliance in general. The idea that there have been all these Rebel cells that have been operating and doing things against the Empire, and you can even tie in the cartoon Star Wars Rebels into that, being a Rebel cell on Lothal that's doing some damage, and Bail Organa being interested about these Rebels and what they're up to, and of course Bail Organa being part of a rebellion in his own right or helping to foster that. But the movie is supposed to talk about how how all of these disparate elements of rebellion are coming together and that the death star is the big threat that brings all of these groups together. So that in itself is a really intriguing storyline possibility that I don't think we've considered. We've all been focused on the battlefield heist story of getting the death star plans and this sort of Ocean's 11 kind of crew that comes together for it. But what seems to be happening really is that it's not just the crew that's getting together, but it's actually All of these different splinter groups that are coming together to form the Rebel Alliance. And it seems as though Mon Mothma is turning into the architect of this creation of a unified front against the Empire. And you know what? This is really just, it's almost ridiculous. It's so obvious and so right in front of you. It just stares you in the face and I don't know I don't know why it didn't occur to me until I've just been recording this and talking to you here but the idea of a rebel alliance, hello, emphasis on the alliance. I mean if the movie is supposed to be about pulling these disparate groups in and creating a sense of unity of purpose against one massive threat being the Death Star, well maybe that's how the rebel alliance comes to be. Alliance, really I mean it's like head smacking Obvious. I mean, how long did it take me to make that connection? Weeks, months, years? Ugh. Better to just be happy that I made the connection and hey, if I made the connection for you too, then I'm happy with you. And if you already figured that out, well then good on you. I wish you'd shared it with the rest of us. Oh goodness. Anyway, so I think it would be really awesome for it not to just be the Battlefield Heist movie, but if it is actually the way that we see the official Rebel Alliance forming, that would be fantastic. All right, so that is going to do it for this episode. And let us know if there are any characters from Rogue One that you want us to try and do some deeper dives into. Then by all means, have a say in the comments of the blog post for the show's episode at SW7x7.com. i've got a trivia question here for you i've been waiting for this day for a long time last time we asked you who wrote Jabba flow together and that was lin-manuel miranda and jj abrams today's question Jabba flow is not sung in english or basic if you will but what language is it sung in thanks for listening to another episode of star wars 7x7 and hey before you get those droids working out on the South Ridge, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a power converter, it's Destiny Unleashed.